Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, also known as the Food Dude. Chef Pantone has been serving up amazing meals and desserts at some of the finest hotels and restaurants in New York City, Miami, and Palm Beach for most of his life. Now let's head into the kitchen with What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin here with Chef David Pantone. He is the Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Uh, Chef, always love it when you bring a guest in, and we do have one in here, and I'll let you talk about that in a second. Uh, But first, tell us what this show is all about. This show, What's Cooking Palm Beach, is all about food, about food, about cooking, about eating and healthy eating about craft foods and artisan foods, about food in the news and food events in the area. It's just crazy all about food and especially superfoods. That's right. right. That's right. Superfoods. And uh, once in a while, it's about guests. And uh, right now, tell us about who's in our who's in our studio with us or our kitchen. I'm sorry, your kitchen. <laughs> Welcome to the kitchen, of course. Yes, we have a great guest with us today. She's one of my best students at Lincoln Culinary Institute. I remember her from orientation day and you had your son with you and your husband was there. Right. You made a great impression on the first day. And now you're Almost finished with class. You are in the cafe protege at the end, uh, at the end of your studies, yes. and you are Kelly Lafoso. Yes. Hello. Nice. She's like, yes, yes, nice I am. I think that's me. <laughs> yeah, nice let me check. I know I'm not Thank stalking you. you, but I certainly <laughs> yeah. know all my best students. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It's always fun when we when we bring in somebody new that's never been on a microphone before, <laughs> and and we just kind of throw them out there. Live radio. Which I great. totally prepped her yesterday. I said, "You want to come on the show?" And she said, "Yes, chef." I said, yeah. "Good." I always worry about talking too much, so that's... <laughs> no, don't, don't worry, but that's believe okay. me, Chef won't let you. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about food, come on. All right, uh, all right before we... We're, we're going to talk to Kelly here, but I, I do want to... You know, we, we do this show, What's Cooking Palm Beach, uh, and, and as opposed to setting it up like most shows, we do it in a menu fashion. That was Chef's idea, and I just, I just love it. So tell us what's on the menu today, besides Kelly, of course. Besides <laughs> Kelly on the menu, well, we are going to have our superfood of the week. Right, we'll spin the big wheel and see what that's going to be. Our main course, our lesson du jour, is going to be the wide world of rice. Every time I write this and think this, it's either wide world of rice or wild world of rice. I haven't decided which is which, but maybe by the (laughs) end of the show we'll decide it. We've got a question from a listener. And we've got some food in the news and some uh, events, local events in the area. All good All right. stuff. And I do want to say, if you ever um, have a question, and um, I'm sure we'll be taking, like you said, an email a little bit later, uh, what's cooking at chefpantone.com, P-A-N-T-O-N-E. Again, what's cooking at chefpantone.com, or go to chefpantone.com. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different recipes and stuff and uh, time constraints. We don't always you know, have time for Chef to give you the whole uh the whole, uh, you know, uh, all the recipes, all the ingredients and whatnot. So you can always get those at chefpantone.com. And I mentioned, uh, you know, that uh, what's on the menu besides Kelly. I don't mean that we're going to eat you <laughs> today, so don't worry. Uh, Hannibal Lecter's not here with his fava beans and a chilled Chianti. I'm leaving with all my digits. <laughs> yes, yeah, you'll be fine. Um, but we did want to talk to you a little bit. Uh, you know, you now you're a student. Uh, um, uh, Chef Pantone was saying that you're you're almost done. How how much longer do you have to go? Uh, yes, sir. I have a, about eight weeks. I think it's just about eight weeks. You hear the sir? <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. It ages me by twenty. You years. call him chef. Say yes, chef. <laughs> no, he's not, not a me. chef. But I'm not a chef. I know. Not a chef. I'm not even a cook. Well, let me ask you before we get into your 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 background and everything. I I want to ask you um, as far as your cooking. I, I want to ask you what what is your favorite dish um, at home. Uh, you, you mentioned you have a, a husband and, and uh, at least two, like children. One, two children. Yes, sir. What is your favorite thing to make at home? Um, lately, and probably since I'm um, starting school. Please don't say school, Please don't say <laughs> No, no, no. I really enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy cooking manwich. fish. Um, and salmon has become one of my favorite things to salmon. cook and different, okay. different ways to cook salmon. Um, I like comfort foods, you know, simple things like uh, meatloaves, stews, mm-hmm. roast, that kind of thing. Um, and also, uh, chicken tiki masala is nice. one of my favorite things. You're, we're on, we're on the subject of roast. You talk about different ways to cook different things. Um, chef, I, my mom was over for last weekend and she made her famous, and I say famous from the family famous, um, a pot roast or brisket, but she makes it so different than anybody in the world. Mm. The first time I ate brisket at a restaurant, I wanted to send it back. I had no idea that brisket yeah. hot roast was not made the way my mother makes it. 
She dare I tell tomato you, sauce she uses ketchup. Ketchup, yes. Heinz ketchup in it, which you know, I'm sure doesn't I'm from Pittsburgh, standards. so Heinz ketchup oh, Heinz is the gold is standard. Yeah, I'm okay go. with that. Same um, hometown. Heinz ketchup, Heinz field. But Heinz is that, so, that's, so, that's, yeah. so you've heard of that before. Because some people yeah. eat that and go, uh, what is this? Yeah, well, the brisket is just the cut of meat. What right. you do with it is different. And you're Jewish. The Jewish people Well, I don't raise think that the Heinz a, would be the thing. She takes well, it. Well, whether it's Heinz or it's she, a tomato sauce. She basically burns it practically in the pan. Not I'm not saying all Jewish people burn their no, pot roast. No, people. I don't think it's really a Jewish thing. I think probably a little more on the Italian side because, mm. you know, we did live when I was a kid in Glen Cove, Long Island, New York, which okay. was a very Italian sure. neighborhood. And uh, But, you know, um, green peppers, um, I think maybe onions. I can't remember. She's probably. written it down for me twice, and I've only made it one time. But uh, potatoes later on and the ketchup, mm. and, it, and it's just got a really, I don't know, maybe because I grew up with it. I love it. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. it's a different thing, I'm sure, than the roast that you make. Well, Probably and more I, of a brown gravy, right? Right, yes, sir. Yes. And, and that's how But everybody. as a professional, Kelly needs to learn how to make it that way, too. And me, too. I'll put you in touch with my mom. There you, you go. Can, <laughs> I dealt with her for a whole weekend. You can deal with her for 10 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, just kidding. All right. Um, so let me let me talk about your, uh, your cooking background. First of all, what is your goal? And I know that sounds like a silly question, but obviously you want to be a professional chef, but get a little more in in depth with that. Ultimately, um, my plan is to, or my family's plan is to make uh, the Outer Banks of North Carolina um, our home within the next year. Um, I am trying to talk my husband into a small bed and breakfast, uh, but until then, um, I would like to do uh, some personal, um, act as a personal chef for... um, a specific celebrity? Or no, something? well, that would be nice, but no. We, there is a lot. There are a lot of seasonal visitors to the Outer Banks, mm-hmm. and so I'd like to use my skills to maybe, um, you know, personal chef as a personal chef for those people coming into town and that kind. Sure, of thing. that's cool. So two different Sounds areas: private chef and personal chef. If yeah. you're a private chef, you're usually for one celebrity or one oh, okay. one wealthy family or one somebody. Uh, a personal chef might have 30 or 40 different clients or, you know, if you're big, a lot more clients or, or 10 or 12, whatever. And you make the menus for them and they buy from you. That's a Garden Fresh Kitchen. My wife's business is a oh, personal chef does. business. Exactly. So she's got several different clients and she goes and, and, and they say, hey, we've got some guests coming over Tuesday night. Can you, you know, come and whip up a dish? Is um, that how it- hers isn't exactly like that. You go to her website, GardenFreshKitchen.com. She's got new menus every week, and you order it from there. The same clients every week, and then she builds up more clients every once in a while. And beautiful, all fresh, chef-made, chef-prepared meals. And uh, then they get delivered to you once or twice a week. Who's a better chef, you or your wife? So <laughs> let's spin the big wheel. Yeah, we're get She's to amazing. I'll tell you All that. Right. Over the years, we're together like 30 years. Wow. So that question has always come up. And I'm, I'm way better than her at certain things. Okay. And she's really amazing. The more that I get to work with her in her garden fresh kitchen, uh, the more I appreciate her. Um, so, Kelly, tell me, where did, you, where did your love for cooking begin? Really at home. And my love for cooking probably it enhanced with my family's love for my cooking <laughs> and That's, so my that makes it rewarding my uh and it was my husband um who encouraged me and who has supported me in this endeavor i actually have a, uh, a degree in radiology i worked in radiology for 16 years and you decided to change your and whole career so, path well, what made you decide to change well i was at home with my youngest and um you know like i say and, and having opportunity to to be at home and spend more time at home and to do more home cooking you know, my husband, um, he said, listen, I think you have a real talent. And he said, you should go to culinary school. So I did. <laughs> that's, that's cool. And why did you choose Lincoln Culinary Institute? Well, I, of course, because of the reputation that they have in the community. Um, also, the convenience of classes. Uh, for me, I was able to be home during the day with my youngest, and I took classes at night. And so they do offer morning, afternoon, and evening classes. Oh, that's great. And so, yeah, and so it worked out nicely for me, again, because I was able to be home during the day, and then um, I could go to class at night. Of course, you go at night and you miss this guy, right? Well, Are you there I'll at stick night? around. Yeah. You were, really? I try to be there at least until the night classes get started, look in every window, right. okay. something. All right, all right. Um, and what what is it? Is that what you'd say you like best about uh, Lincoln Culinary or – I think the convenience of the classes also. So there are I, a lot of other the other schools because you know to mm-hmm. be fair there are other there are other schools that do what you do. Uh, I'm guessing they don't have as much of a flexibility. Yeah, we have the flexibility. We have great service. Right, and I think the chefs they they the chefs there the chef instructors they really want to see the mm-hmm. students succeed. And I, I feel they do treat you like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And again, I think they yeah. do really want to see the, the students succeed. Yeah. And they offer, again, flexibility. They, they offer extra time on their own for tutoring, for additional help. And, um, you know, so all of those things really are important. Okay. Know, all right. Um, so Kelly is also also has a passion for fitness, don't you? Yes, sir. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that? That's oh, exciting. Well, my husband and I both, uh, we compete regularly in half marathons, and uh, we both uh, compete in triathlons. So at age 40, it was our goal to do a half Ironman event. And so we've done, I believe it's five or six events in the last four years. You know, they and I've mentioned this to you before, Chef, um, (laughs) the, the old saying, never trust a skinny chef. And I guess that's you know she Kelly is just completely opposite of that. It, she she proves that wrong. Absolutely. And our society, look at me again. Here I go with our society needs to Not know that that's wrong either. too. I mean, because yeah, being that overweight, being uh, not exercising, not watching what you eat, that's killing us. Right. So yeah. I mean, there's a way you can. Yeah. I mean, we all know that. I'm kind of whispering here, but you all know that out there, right? So right. Yeah. I know. We Something can that, help you. A skinny well, chef yeah. can help you. Yeah. That's the I, thing about the show. We don't, you know, we don't like to stand on uh, uh, pedestals here. But it's, but you know, there there are th- things that that do need to be mentioned on occasion. We're going to come back here to what's cooking Palm Beach, and we're going to uh, get to the superfoods, and Chef will tell you what uh, that is, and uh, we're going to spin the wheel of superfoods and find out what we're going to be featuring today. We'll do uh, all of that coming up right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Training in skilled trades like HVAC prepares you for careers that build America. Start now at Lincoln College of Technology. At their West Palm Beach campus, you can gain technical skills and practical knowledge in refrigeration fundamentals, residential climate control, basic electricity, and more. Visit LincolnEDU.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. Lincoln College of Technology for careers that build America. Visit LincolnEDU.com to Today. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach on News Radio 1290 WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin here with uh, Chef David Pantone. He is the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm. That is right at uh, 45th Street on the west side of I-95. Uh, Kelly Lofaso is here. I'm getting the name right, correct? Yes, you are, the, spell, yes. the pronunciation of the last name here. Always concerned about that when it's got more than one syllable, you know? It's not like I'm a radio professional or anything. <laughs> um, all right, so we have the Wheel of Superfood sitting here, and I'm going to let you spin it. But first, we, we let uh, Chef Pantone tell us exactly what is a superfood. Sure. So each week, we super one food that we, uh, we, we feature. feature one food one, that yeah. we call our superfood of the week. And to fit the Chef Pantone criteria for superfood, it needs to have, to have three criteria. Once, and one, it needs to be nutrient-dense. So calorie for calorie. Pound for pound, it needs to be jam-packed full of vitamins, minerals, something special in there. Um, Amino acids, it needs to be a complete protein one way or another. It can't be empty calories, right? The second one is it needs to be affordable. If we're talking about it and you can't afford it because it's something that's uh, uh, way too expensive, it doesn't fit my list. It might be a superfood, but not going to fit the list here. And the third thing is it needs to be available, right? You have to be able to buy this at your local grocery store. I don't want to feature something you have to fly all, around, all the way around the world and hand pick and fly back. That's baloney. Although we do have stuff here from other countries, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> that I got at the local grocery store, so yes. that counts. Okay, all right. That's all cool. <laughs> so let's find out what we have that's going to be nutrient-dense today. All right. Uh, we're going to have uh, Kelly. Kelly LaFasso, once again, a uh, student of yours. And an Lincoln athlete. Culinary I think Institute. you can spin that big wheel. <laughs> yeah, All right. Here we go. Go, go, go. Bang! One of my favorites, and I think one of many people's favorites, strawberries. And yes. in season. And in season. Go figure. <laughs> and something I actually eat. <laughs> you eat strawberries. Amazing, yes. Fantastic. Chocolate and covered? Oh, no, I eat them. I'll eat them normal. And you know what? When I was a kid, people would, you know, they would go and, and put um, sugar on them. And I don't really see the, the need if you get a good strawberry that's ripe. Right. You're amazing. Write that down. Because that's I, right. That I'm amazing? You write that? Yes. Okay. All of that. Because God made them when they are perfect and they are ripe, they are plenty sweet enough. Yes. And that's it. If you have a poor product, then you have to start playing with it to, so it can be edible. So strawberries hit the superfood category because their vitamin C is very high. Um, so they're a, a score of 182 now, on the superfood. Uh, now, the, the, the score is 1 to 1,000, and we've talked about this before. When we get some of the vegetables, they're a little bit higher, a lot higher oftentimes. Sure, you got your kale and collard greens at 1,000. So, a thousand. so the, veg- the, the fruits aren't necessarily going to be that high. 
but they're still good. But they're still good, and they're available, and they are uh, affordable. And we're kind of doing a whole spectrum of the superfoods. And okay. We might even get an herb that's a superfood that uh, you have to eat a whole cup worth if you're going to get all of the nutrients that you want. But for what they are, they are superfoods, super powerful, uh, better to eat them like this. So we have 113% of the vitamin C that you need uh, for the day that's in one serving of strawberries. And that's, that's a only cup. a cup, mm. right? And a cup oh, of deliciousness. Would that be a cup cut up or would that be a cup of strawberries whole? Yeah, it would be a cup whole. Without the green. Okay. And then right. you cut them up, whatever. And uh, so you don't have to only eat a whole cup. Maybe you put that on your cereal in the morning. Maybe mm. there's a half a banana in there, too. How do you like to eat strawberries at home, Kelly? Um, I like to eat them, um, obviously, in their natural form. And also one of the favorite things at our house is uh, a, a power smoothie. And so we will add uh, strawberries to a, a smoothie. Nice. Do you like a little ice in there, too? Do you like yes. it cold? Yes. Yeah, I like it cold and icy. It's kind of like a Slurpee yeah, or something. a little yogurt, a little ice. Yeah, yeah, my wife likes it almost room temperature. Oh, no. So I get extra ice in mine. Uh, lots of great vitamin C, great fiber, 12% of what you need during the day, some iodine in there, magnesium. Wait a minute, uh, iodine? Yeah, it's Isn't that what food. you put on a cut? Yeah, don't drink it that way. That would be too much. Okay. Iodine's really important in our diets. Maybe we'll huh. do a show on iodine. Okay. Or Google iodine if you can't wait and uh, find out why we have an iodine deficiency in our diets that's causing a lot of troubles. You need to learn about that. Uh, health benefits, bang. Antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, right? So the uh, cardiovascular support prevents cardiovascular disease. These strawberries are fantastic. Basically, here's the big hint. Anything really colorful, pretty darn good for you. And they're, they're uh, when in doubt. I got the, we have some right here. I happen to have some strawberries we're, with us. We've got it's some a, red, obviously, but the, the little yellow seeds, I guess. Those are the seeds on the outside? They are, Why yeah. are the seeds on the outside? Is this something that I would have to ask a, uh, a botanist? Should, yes, and or you could just <laughs> email that question to chefpantone.com, and we'll talk about it yeah, next week. What's cooking at chefpantone.com? Oh, thank you very much. That, is, that would be something interesting to research. Strawberries... Um, improve the uh, regulation of your blood sugar. Well, we have a lot of people who have some sugar problems, need to watch that. They help to decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes. That's that's strange. You think it's something that's actually sweet. And obviously, um, when, you, when you look at the carb count, I would think it's it's got, because of the sugars, it's got a, you know, natural sugars, but it's got a decent amount of carbs in it, that that would actually help with the blood sugar regulation. Yeah, okay. We keep getting stuck on these carbs, and the whole society mm-hmm. is stuck on counting carbs, counting carbs. We need carbs. That's what makes us alive. Without carbs, Energy. That's how we get them, if we get a carb that's full of vitamins and minerals, is more beneficial than an empty carb. So you, everything that you eat, everything that you live from, everything that keeps you going is turned into sugar inside of your body. So... Just eat the right stuff. Eat this versus some Skittles, same amount of carbs, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you if you did carb for carb, you could have the same amount of carbs. But this has so much wonderful fiber in it and vitamin C and manganese and everything else. The Skittles, they will not have all that good stuff in them. But don't just count the carbs. And there's also uh, uh, prevention of cancer. That's what tests are showing. Breast cancer, cervical cancer, colon cancer. And the deal really is all eat these fruits and vegetables as natural form as you can, as as unprocessed as possible, and good things are going to happen. So are you saying don't get the frozen ones? You know how they have like the uh, the, the frozen uh, strawberries? Or, or I guess, I don't yeah. know. I'm sure there's preservatives in those. Well, that's it. Read the label. If there's not, that's good. If there is, they're still better than the Skittles. Right. <laughs> right. Everything is comparative. Right. And, um and on this show, all we want to do is teach you so you learn something, and then you get to make the decision. You could have all the Skittles you want if that's what you really want, but you should know the difference. So just because it's frozen doesn't mean it's bad, and frozen fruits are usually pretty darn good. You can buy most of them with no preservatives, no additives. The preservative is the freezing process, so mm. good for you. Welcome to Florida, right? Kelly said it's Florida. It's strawberry season. We have about 11,000 acres out there and uh, mostly around Plant City. And they're going to produce 300 million pounds of strawberries. How much do you like strawberries, Joel? I like I love strawberries. 300 million pounds. And they worth? have the uh, strawberry festival. Are they still doing that over they there. They have the City? strawberry I went there festival when I was a kid too. Once. Yeah, they have the world famous strawberry cookie at the strawberry festival. They huh. say don't miss that. And if you go to chefpantone.com, that recipe's there, or one of the variations of that one too. Sure. So lots of beautiful strawberries. Uh, Florida is the strawberry capital. Plant City is the strawberry capital of the world during they, that oh, time. What is the uh, healthiest way of uh, preparing strawberries? In a uh, natural form. As unprocessed, unprocessed as possible. 
Every time you cook something, if it's especially if it's in water, you lose some of the nutrients. So if you can eat it raw, just like that, is better than even making cookies out of it. I know the cookies sound exciting, uh, but if you're looking for the health benefits, raw strawberries are the way to go. I mean, one raw right now while you're talking. Go ahead. You cook them up a little bit. They're still fantastic mm. for you. However, you lose just a teeny bit. The fresher they are, the better they are uh, nutrient-wise. So you want to eat them as soon as you can. They do not ripen after they're picked. Right? So if you say, hey, these look a little bit green, let me put them in the fridge or set them out, they'll get better. No, those are tomatoes. Right. <laughs> the really? <laughs> so they don't change. So once they're picked, that's it. They, they, don't, they don't get better. They only start to get worse, right? They are dying there on your counter. So, so when you're at uh, the grocery store and you're, and you're looking at the strawberries, you want to really check that selection and make sure that those specific strawberries are good because you're getting what you're getting and that's it. Exactly correct. Uh, slice them, put them on a green salad. Yeah, just put them some places that you don't usually put them. Put them in your cereal, in your smoothie, and green salad. Make a parfait, a nice breakfast parfait, homemade granola. I'm a little hungry. I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> a nice fruit salad, some strawberries on top of there, some homemade yogurt. Kelly, ever That's, made homemade yogurt? I have not made homemade it's yogurt. It's awesome. It's just like your grandmother and great-grandmother and everybody did. You warm the milk. You add a little bit of either sour cream or acid, or and all of a sudden you have your own fresh yogurt. And you know where it was processed. You know how fresh it is. Uh, You can do all kinds of things like that that are just so simple that we are – our society is too busy sometimes to do any of these things. So we just buy it. Then sometimes you buy that blue yogurt and those little plasticky things and your kids are sucking that artificial blue yogurt. on it, yeah. All that kind of – yeah. Good. Um, You know, I mentioned mentioned, uh, strawberries uh, earlier to Kelly and – and she had brought some, and uh, I said, yeah, I I like strawberries. She said, chocolate-covered. It's funny she mentioned that with Valentine's Day here coming up uh, next weekend. And um, I I guess that's a big thing now. you got Hoffman's and a bunch of other places. Hoffman's uh, amazing strawberries uh, dipped in their great chocolate. And um, you can either even go online and get them shipped across the country from other companies also. That Valentine's Day is the biggest day for strawberries of the year. It uh, fits in great with our economy, right? Our farmers and strawberries there. And they uh, say they're going to have enough strawberries this year, but there won't be any extra. So if you need mm-hmm. some strawberries, make sure you get in line Order or early. pre-order them. Most <laughs> of them are pre-ordered. Do you, uh, uh, Kelly, have anything else you can think of that you can make with strawberries? I know you said you like to make the uh, the power smoothie. Um, anything anything you could think of? Is there Strawberry a- jams and jellies. Jams mm. and jellies. Have you made that? I have not. You have not. Well, there you go. There's your there's your homework. Can I can I give a homework? Sure, you can. Actually, my my grandparents used to make those kind of things. What's the difference in a jam and a preserve and a jelly? Okay, is this for another show? It could be another show, but I'll give you a real quick one. Jelly is just the juices, so jellies are clear and no chunks in them. Marmalades have big chunks of the rind, like orange marmalade, and some flesh, some orange flesh attached to it. Uh, what did you call it? Jam is pureed. So it used to have fruit chunks in it. Now it's pureed smooth mm. and there's no seeds or anything in it. That could be, You want that to be a show? You want to do a whole jelly show? You want to do peanut butter and I jelly made, show? It made me think about it. And then, and then preserves would be pretty much just another name for jam probably. Bigger chunks. Bigger yeah. chunks. Bigger okay. chunks. All right. That's it. I've, just, I've always wondered that. And that, by the yeah. way, strawberry jelly jam preserve whatever with – the, if I'm doing a PB and J, that is actually my favorite. I, awesome. I'm not, I'm not keen on the grape. I'll eat it if there's nothing else available. But I like the strawberry. Yeah, that's grape. that's a whole show. I don't know where the grape came in. I think there was like extra grapes. Hey, let's do that. But if you get a real I kid, how there, much real you get grape every, is in that when right, you buy and that? You get every real kid in the world. They're not going to pick the grape one. Now you mentioned uh, strawberry cookies, uh, and you've got a uh, at. at and you mentioned at chefpantone.com. You've got a recipe for those. But uh, just some of the ingredients. Just roll us off like four or five of the ingredients. Sure. Here, besides strawberries, of course. This is a basic cookie. So there's flour, baking powder. This one's got oats in it, which add nutrients to it. Also add great texture and flavor. It's got butter. It's got brown sugar, strawberries, vanilla extract. Cinnamon and strawberries go together very well. Another one that really sounds cool are the uh, whole wheat strawberry and banana muffins. Yeah, it sounds cool. Like, I love a banana muffin. Throw in the yeah. strawberries in there, add the whole wheat. All of those flavors blend together so well. 
packed full of nutrients. Hey, it's not it's not the same nutrients as eating beautiful fresh strawberries, but you could grab a muffin on the way out. If you're going to eat a muffin, might as well eat one that's a little more healthier than not. It is what's cooking at chefpantone.com, and we are going to take a break. Speaking of email questions, we're going to come back and take one right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Get on your way to a new healthcare career with Lincoln College of Technology. Earn your associate's degree in nursing at their West Palm Beach campus. Learn the skills healthcare employers are looking for and prepare for a new career where you'll have a direct impact on patient care. Their industry contacts can help you launch a new career after graduation. Visit LincolnEDU.com today for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. LincolnEDU.com, student-centered training for careers that build America. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin, and I'm here with Chef David Pantone. He is the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. We also have Kelly Lofaso, a student, almost finishing almost her, her class. She'll be done when? Uh, March. Okay. Mid-March. Um, and we're going to take a caller, uh, or actually a, uh, an email. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take that. I actually have it right in front of me, Dean. And we're going to perfect. Uh, this doesn't look like a too much of a hard one for you to answer. It's Marilyn from Jupiter, and she asks. Is the school restaurant still open to the public? Now, we've talked about that before. You do have a restaurant. We do. Cafe Protégé. In fact, uh, Kelly here, you actually, uh, you, you are in, you work in the... In yes. The, okay. Yes. Now, is she paid or is this like a part of her class? It's a class. Okay. Yep. So, so this we have is all so these different classes where they learn all the skills and techniques and it kind of culminates with the Cafe Protégé. That's called uh, Restaurant Operations. And we call it Cafe Protégé because that's the name of the restaurant. Because yeah, because they're learning, and and, and so when you're when you're eating, you act, and it is open to the public to answer her question. It is right. yes, Marilyn. It's open to the public. Lunch on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday when the students are in session. You know, over the holiday break, there's no school, so the cafe is not open. And um, Kelly, you want to tell us a little bit what you do in the class? Sure. Um, when you um, we have a week of orientation, and then what happens is you spend six weeks in the front of the house and six weeks in the back of the house. So when you're in the front of the house, you'll cover, front of the house you'll cover all areas. You work in CP Express, which is our little coffee shop. Um, you'll be a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn the POS system. Um, you're a server. Um, F-O-H, front of the house, that's the dining room area. Right, okay, right. that's so where the front and where people see you versus aspects, the kitchen, correct, which would be the back of the house. Right. Exactly. Where you may work you on the, the grill or you work the line, um, prep cooking, that kind of thing. So, like I say, okay. six weeks in the front, six weeks in the back. And everybody, does everybody uh, go end up working at Cafe Provision? They do. They rotate through those different stations, too. Yes. And for a lot of cook-type people. It's the first time that they've ever been in the front of the house. <laughs> and so... Yeah, and it's customer service. And so, you know, not many people, not everybody has that background or is comfort, or, you know, is comfortable in that respect. So it, it's a good learning tool. And, you know, for owning your own restaurant, these are all things that mm. you really need to. I was going to say, I, you know, do, does, is it often that you would see a chef, you know, going to, to a restaurant that you would actually see the chef? Oh, our chefs are at the tables all the time. Yeah, and, um, and many of the modern kitchens and modern sure. restaurants, the chef goes out there to meet them. If it's your own place and you own it, Jewel, you want to meet every guest. You want to, to form a bond so they keep coming back, right? Mm. Uh, maybe not so much at your multi-unit establishments, but if it's a personal restaurant, a privately owned restaurant, you want to do that sure. as much as possible. Sure. You call it touching tables. You go visit everybody. How are you doing tonight? How is this? Mm. Nice to see you back, Mr. Malkin, I'm glad you brought some, you know, and then you feel like you're part of it, right? Right. And then right. you come back again. I already do. That's good business, I too. I'm ready, I'm ready for a meal now. And we <laughs> do. We see a lot of the same people in the cafe and just the, the, the five weeks, four weeks that I've been uh, been there. And we do. We see a lot of the of repeat customers, which is good. So, you know, you're doing a good job and those people are coming back and hopefully they're telling their friends. And Now, how many different menu items are there at any given time? Uh, we usually have two starters. Um Four to five entrees and oh. uh, typically three desserts. Well, that's uh, actually pretty good. Sure. I was thinking now they have one or two things that you can get, and the, but you, yeah, no, and the menu is all them. inclusive, right? And they usually run the menu, the same menu for about two weeks. Um, things may vary just depending on demand mm-hmm. um, and how well or how well if you run out of strawberries. Sell, correct, right? And, <laughs> yeah. We never run very, out; we sell out. Yeah, there you ah. go. Uh, so. How how challenging is it? A and how and B how fun is it? It's a lot of fun. It is. It really is a lot of fun. We have a good group of people who are there. And, you know, I, I, challenge-wise, um, like I say, if it's not in your wheelhouse or in your comfort zone, I think that you could – it definitely could be challenging. Again, with my background, I've always been in public service. 
And so, um, but it, you are put in sometimes awkward situations. Um, but like I say, you, that's, it's, it's a learning experience. And I've not been to the back of the house yet. That's so. where you're going to feel a little more comfortable, <laughs> right? I think so. Well, I, I think really for me, either way would be fine. Again, yeah. just because I've been in the workforce for right. 20 plus yeah. years. And so... And so it's just open for lunch. It is, yeah. And it's just and those days. What was it? Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. And the challenging part is what we live for. People in culinary generally like the adrenaline. They like the excitement. And at the end of the shift, you'll say, wow, we, we, we got slammed today. And that's an exciting thing. You don't usually right. walk around, oh, we were so busy. It's right. like, no, we love the high energy like and that. And you hope you, you, know, you, you want you to stay busy. busy, you know, and for a lot of different reasons. You know, time goes by, you're busy, you're enjoying yourself. And if, if a restaurant's busy... You know, you're doing, you're doing well. You're, you're doing, doing something you're right. Doing and then years right. down the road, you say, when I was in culinary school, we had to do this uphill both ways in the snow, you know. <laughs> That's do, the challenges. We do offer um, a la carte menu on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then Thursdays uh, is, is a buffet. Amazing buffet. Yes. Now, what, what type of clientele do you guys get in there? Are they, is it a lot of the same repeat business of people that have been following the students and maybe following the school and, and, and like to taste what, you know, how, how they're doing and whatnot? I think it's a, it's a little of both. Again, I have seen a lot of familiar faces, um, and I've seen a lot of new faces. And uh, mm-hmm. like I say, I think we get we get um, people who are coming in on on their lunch hour, uh, retired folks who come in. Um, we actually and we in groups as well. So we have social groups who come in um, from maybe some different neighborhoods, that kind of thing. So we have uh, men's groups who come in, women's groups who come in, and they'll they, we even sometimes will close for private um, events. So, like I say, we see a, a variety yeah, so of we, clientele. And, the, and the, the business part is kind of secondary. The education is first and foremost. So we will change the menu, change the groups, change the reservations and the service so the students learn certain lessons. And, and just since we are kind of giving a plug to Kathy. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> if somebody's listening and is, is thinking about it, if we were looking at this in an advertisement, how many dollar signs would there be? You know how you oh. have the one to four dollar signs. Where would we oh. be? You know what I'm talking dollars. about. Lunch is about thirteen dollars. Okay. Yeah. So we'd be probably how many four? How many? We'd probably be around two. Okay, we'll go with two dollar signs. Yeah, you, know, you know how they do that. They always write. I see down. that. Yep. Like you see yep. like the four dollar signs. You know, you gotta you know it's take a second mortgage that. on the house, and, and it, it is all inclusive. So <laughs> it doesn't include your starter, your entree, and a dessert. And I think that the biggest thing to to remember is you know regardless is you're you're helping a future chef. Sure. There you, you go. Know, you're, you're helping then, somebody here, not just going and getting a meal. Anybody can go and, you know, can serve you a meal. These guys are actually learning. Right. What doing. right. And, and the inclusive part is important because many people won't have a dessert for lunch, right? And we include it and it's almost at no extra charge. It's all bundled in there so that the pastry kids can make um, the dessert. They're so beautiful. If not... Only three people are going to have a dessert at lunchtime, and the pastry kids wouldn't have t- so much to do. And the bake so, shop's yeah. going all day. And everything that you get from a hamburger bun to the bread they place on your table dessert, everything is made fresh every day. 100%. All the, the now, are you serving the when you serve burgers? Are you, you are, are you grinding them, Chef? Yes. Fresh, not me personally, but they make fresh ground oh, burgers just right. like we talked about yes. here. So and again, fresh we made burgers a few weeks ago. Um, all right, so <laughs> you could call one eight hundred Top Chef. That's uh, that's the protege, or that's that the school number in general? goes everywhere, everywhere in the school. Okay. So that's my favorite number. It's so that'll direct to you wherever you go. One eight hundred Top Chef, and uh, you can send your food questions and tips to what's cooking at chefpantone dot com. Um, so we've got some rice here. We're going to talk about rice and for a little bit, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to eat rice. I like it. Something with <laughs> rice in it. We'll find that out. Um, but meanwhile, this is your this is Chef Special of the Day is rice. It's special of the Day, rice. Um, rice, sometimes we say something like, oh, it's just rice. Well, it can't be just rice. It has to be special. It has to be amazing. Rice is the number one staple food of the whole world, and I think sometimes – We just use it to put something on top of it, where much of the world, rice is the main course. And if you come from a poor community, poor country, rice is the staple with a little bit of meat on it or a little bit of vegetable or something like that. So rice is hugely important to society, hugely important to the economy. And I think it deserves to have a show about it, just like it is today. You have something written here that is blowing my mind. Rice is the seed of the grass species, I'm not going to try to read it, but rice is a seed from from a from a species of grass. I never knew that. Right? How about that? It's um, 
I didn't know that. I didn't and know the, gra- rice was a seed. Ta-da! Our work is done here. I, I had no idea. Right, the, it's the seed of the grain, and uh, unless you study it, those things get a little tricky. I, I get huh. it. So uh, just like wheat is the seed of the wheat kernels that we use, that's the seed of the wheat plant. This is the seed of the of this uh, type of grass that grows, mm. right? All around the world, simple you simple to grow that um, has fed the world for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, 40,000 different varieties of rice. Uh, again, rice gets the name. Uh, we think of rice as just this white stuff and you Whatever, it's just rice. It's not just rice. It's amazing food. 40,000 different kinds um, of rice. There's a rice research center in the Philippines because it's amazing and important. Well, it's a big moneymaker also in Asia. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so they have 90,000 different specimens of rice in this this, uh, rice research center. So... Rice is that important. That's what I mean. Why do I hear rice around the San Francisco tree? And why does that make me think of the streets of San Francisco starring Carl 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 Malden and and, uh, Michael Douglas? Very young Michael Douglas. Very good. Thank you. Now we've gone off on a totally uh, totally other tangent. Uh, we were talking about all the different varieties. We don't have time to talk about, what was it, 40,000? Not uh, all 40,000. But let's talk about a few here of rice. Sure. Our basic ones, there's basic color variety. First, we look at rice in the color variety. And generally, we're looking at brown rice, white rice, and then there's there's a, a whole smaller group of varieties that are red, black, purple. Now, brown, brown rice is the one that when you're, when you're dieting, when you're, you know, you're watching your – we talk about the carbs again mm. – now, I think the carbs are probably pretty close as far as white rice versus brown rice. Um, but the brown rice is the one that they tell you, oh, it takes your body longer to burn it. That's what you want. Oh, slow, a uh, better glycemic right. index. Right, the glycemic Very index good. of brown rice is better than white mm-hmm. rice. They say that pretty much about anything brown versus white, potatoes or, you know, being uh, sweet potatoes versus white potatoes, which mm-hmm. to me always didn't make sense because a sweet potato is sweet. So I automatically think <laughs> if it's sweet, there's sugar and it couldn't be better for you. But obviously I'm wrong again. <laughs> so tell us more about the brown rice. Let me rice. tell you exactly what that is. It's the same as the whole wheat flour, right, is the brown. What makes it brown is what makes whole wheat flour brown. So that seed that we talked about, it's got a hull on the outside, H-U-L-L, hull, and that's basically not edible. Uh, you don't want to eat that. So that part comes off, and then the bran, right, bran flour, bran rice, bran. We know bran is fiber. Bran is great for you. Bran slows down that glycemic index. And that's what makes it brown. Underneath that brown little skin there that uh, the, uh, is a regular white rice. So to make the white rice, they take off the, the bran on the outside. Mm. When they wash that away, I'm sure they do something with it. They feed it to animals. They use it for, fur, they use it for something. And nothing gets wasted. But with that went so many nutrients and all of the fiber. You're washing away the good stuff. Our society decided we want everything perfectly white and fresh and lovely like Wonder Bread. To make it that way, we get rid of all of the good stuff. So we're going backwards now, like our ancestors and our grandparents, to make it more healthy. And the way we do that is to do less, less processing. All right. So we know brown rice is better for you. Eat it with the stuff on there. Yeah. That's the way I put it. Eat it with the stuff on there. stuff on there. White rice has it taken off. Uh, you've got red rice, black rice. Never knew there was a purple rice. Yeah, these are just different varieties grown and popular in different countries. You might live in, in an area in the Philippines and you don't know about white rice. The mm-hmm. only you know about is purple rice. That's what everybody's grown there and that's what you live by. So it's not weird to you. White rice might be weird to you. It's really where you grow up and what your uh, frame of reference is. And then you got the jasmine, uh, jasmine yeah, rice. We have, a, we have a category called aromatics, and that mm-hmm. means they smell good and they taste good. So right now, if you're thinking rice tastes like what? Tastes like nothing. Tastes like rice. Well, maybe you haven't had these rices. These rices are popular in India and Thailand, Vietnam. And uh, jasmine rice and uh, basmati rice just both have these beautiful flavors. Jasmine's got a, a flowery, aromatic flavor to it. And basmati's got a sweet, nutty kind of flavor. They're, they're so Once you get into these things, I don't know when the last time I had a bowl of white rice Uncle Ben's rice anymore. Once you say, wow, this is pretty amazing. It costs the same, maybe a penny more or something. It tastes fantastic. Yes. Now, I'm grabbing this bag right you here. you got something there. For a reason. Uh, because you've got something else that's blowing my mind, and it's wild rice. And you say that this is not even rice at all. <laughs> Sometimes we make up names Disguising for things. Disguising as rice. Yeah. Kind of looks like long rice. <laughs> it does look like it. That's why we can sell it as rice. And... um it's brown, 
So tell me, Joel is going to have more nutrients and more fiber than the uh, the white. Yes. Good for you. Good. Yes. And uh, it's really a grass. It's a different kind of grass. It's not even in the wheat, or I'm sorry, it's not even in the rice family in any way, shape, or form. It uh, cooks the same way as we cook rice. Uh, it's got a great nutty kind of flavor. Uh, takes a long time to cook, so you usually cook them separately. Kelly's shaking her head over there. What do you love about wild rice? No, and I think a lot of protein in the wild rice. There you so go. good recovery, too. Like I say, a lot of protein, muscle building. You proteins. go. Ex- <laughs> that's fantastic. So and the less processed. better as rice than as grass, bagged grass. <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> uh, huge in the United States. Um, grown in the United States. So All right. Wild we, rice. You have um, tips for perfect rice. Let's go over just a few of these here because um, we want to get to eating this rice. Okay. That, that, that you're, you're making. Look, we're going to talk about that. But Here's where I lose my man card, right? I'm going to say this. Ready? Read the directions. Ta. Uh-huh. Everybody thinks it's rice. Yeah, water and water. Here. It's just water and rice, and it comes out bad every time. Sometimes it's too dry, and sometimes it's too wet and mushy. Just read the directions. Mm. Right? The whole rice association knows how to make, and each rice is just a little bit different. It's how much water versus how much rice, often optional, a little salt, a little oil, depending on what you're doing, and the time that it cooks. Uh, read the directions that come out perfect basically every time. And you might say, my grandmother never did. Well, maybe your grandmother actually knew how to do it, and I she did it a thousand times. Very well. I take the pouch. <laughs> it says to put it in the microwave for 90 seconds, <laughs> carefully open it, and pour it out. Okay, I'm good with that. Because <laughs> guess who wrote those directions? You. Somebody who dresses like me. Yeah, at one time, I was a corporate chef for a, a company that was making rice and a sugar company in western Florida and the, the Everglades out there and got paid a whole bunch of money to write the recipes, right, and now, to write the, the methods. Because no matter what you put in there, basil, oregano, whatever you put, if it's mushy, it's mushy, and if it's too hard, it's too hard. Follow those directions. Some chef... Now, I was talking about the ready-to-eat ready rice that you just warm up. Are, are those – and I guess you can just look at the, look at the uh, um, uh, recipe, you know, look at what's in there, the ingredients. But, I mean, are those typically not going to be as good for you as, you know, opening up rice and boiling it yourself? Okay. So if it's just the rice as opposed to the rice with it's the have chicken. going fl- in it. Yeah, so. the seasoning and stuff. Let's just talk about the rice part of there. It's uh, just polished. There's usually no bran on it. So it's about the bare minimum. Uh, there's no endosperm. Or it's all endosperm. There's no germ in there. That's where your proteins will come from. So it's, it's not very much. There's not much difference between that and the regular converted rice. Minimal. So, so they just have the flavorings in It's there. what it is. And then the flavorings, that's where you have to really be worried. Read up the, the yeah. 67 oh, yeah. different especially, ingredients. Especially if there's MSG, a lot of people have oh, issues with that. Right. Some people yeah. do. Um, all right. Do you, have the, do you have the tips uh, for Perfect Rice at uh, ChefPantone.com? I do, yep. yep. All right. We want to send them there. Easy peasy. Um, you also have some favorite uh, rice dishes. Uh, you've got a sesame chicken salad um, that you have there at ChefPantone.com. Uh, pumpkin... Risotto, am I saying that right? Risotto, yeah. I actually got it right. That's amazing. Short grain rice, very creamy, right? Okay. And we're going to come back and talk about some uh, favorite rice dishes from around the world. You've got about 400. We'll <laughs> got do excited. about 100. What do you want me to do? Um, we're going to also eat what you have here with rice, and we're going to do that coming up right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. If that sound gets your motor running, it's time for a career with a little extra horsepower. Lincoln College of Technology is now enrolling for hands-on automotive technology training. Learn the skills that can help you launch an automotive career today. Visit LincolnEDU.com. Welcome back. What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO? I'm Joel Malkin, David Pantone, the chef and dean of students over at Lincoln Culinary Institute. And uh, we have Kelly Lofaso with us. She's a student at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm. It's 45th Street, just west of 95. Um, and you can find out everything you need to know uh, about the school and about uh, the recipes and Chef himself. It's right at ChefPantone.com. And what's cooking at ChefPantone.com if you want to email him. You brought a rice dish, and we're going to talk about that. First, I want to go uh, through some of these uh, favorite rice dishes. Uh, one from uh, España, and this is actually probably one of my favorites, I actually make this, but obviously uh, a lesser version than something you guys would make. Arroz con pollo or chicken with rice? Chicken with rice. Sure. It's, I don't know if it's actually the national dish of Spain, but right up there. And uh, popular in the United States also. Nice yellow rice and chicken in there. Usually peas, little uh, pimientos or red peppers in there. 
Now I take Beautiful. the I, I buy the Vigo like yellow rice. Yes, it's already you can do that too. which probably is full of preservatives and whatnot. And we're not bashing brands yeah. here, but it is it's what it is. Not so bad, really. To tell okay, it's okay. You can take feel that, good about that. Take that, but first I boil, and I I don't like the chicken on the bone, so I take chicken breast, cut it up into pieces, and I'll I'll boil that. I'll put that right in a pot of water, and then I'll pour the rice in there and mix it, and maybe I'll put some peas in. And that's pretty yeah, much Harry it. Harry made like a chicken stock well, sounds... there by using the same liquid. That's that's is that good. Okay? That's great. Sounds great. Maybe I should go to school. <laughs> I can find, refine that a little. Uh, chimichangas. Uh, this is, uh, uh, of course, from Mexico. Also, you know, Tex-Mex and parts of Texas right, and other parts right, of the, right. uh, of the uh, southern uh, U.S. shredded chicken. and uh, It's like a burrito, basically. You know, like a deep-fried burrito with rice inside. That's always a... Crowd pleaser. Uh, dirty then, rice. You, yeah. You're familiar with dirty rice? Yeah, from Popeye's. From Popeye's, okay. I, I don't think gonna, they call it that anymore, but they used to. I was going to say uh, from Louisiana and New Orleans. Do you know why it's dirty, though? I just was thinking about that. Uh, sausage. I think there's little pieces of sausage yes. in it, right? Could, could be. Could be. <laughs> really, it's made with gizzards. Ground gizzards. And I will and no longer eat it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know how they make it at Popeye's. Okay, I'm just talking about the real McCoy. Okay. Uh, China, you've got fried rice, and I have to have it with the pork or the chicken if I'm trying to be healthy. You don't know, like the chef special with everything inside? No. No. Oh, no. Oh, hey. Shrimp, no. <laughs> how about the vegetable? Oh, no vegetable fried rice. Vegetable um, fried rice? I mean, you know, if I have to. Secret <laughs> to fried rice. Okay, secret to fried rice. That rice has to be left over from yesterday. That's really the key. Okay. You try to make it with fresh rice and it turns all mushy. It's got to be dry from yesterday. Another and that's why it was invented, I'm sure. <laughs> Another one from uh, from Popeye's, or actually originally from New Orleans, uh, red beans and rice. Red beans and rice. And guess what? When you mix it, you'll see these cultures who have beans and rice together, right? That's a magic combination. When you mix the right legumes with rice together, you have the perfect proteins. So it's got the same 23 amino acids that your body needs as meat does. So if you only ate rice, you would not survive very long. If you only ate the beans, you would not survive. But if you eat the rice and beans together, it makes a perfect protein. Uh, one of my favorites, rice pudding. And then, of course, uh, something that uh, now I know why Kelly said I would like it, uh, risotto uh, from Italy. And that's because they, uh, well, they, they fry it. So thank you very much. <laughs> they fry it in butter. So there you go. I do what I can. <laughs> now I understand. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and have some of this rice. Now, you, uh, you actually made a... Uh, how do you say this? Chicken biryani. Chicken biryani. Uh, chicken biryani, and this is uh, from India. It is, and, and uh, you can have any kind of flavor biryani, and it's just a beautiful basmati rice. Basmati rice is like my favorite one. You know I get, I get uh, compulsive about certain things, so when I, when I study about rice or when I'm thinking about it, I just want to cook it and try 52 different varieties of it and learn everything about it and then share it to the students and share it on the radio. So this basmati rice, when it cooks, it gets a teeny bit fatter, but it gets longer, too. And it has these little nooks and crannies in it that hold all the flavor. It's different than our regular white rice. So a whole different species. And uh, I was talking to a friend just a couple of days ago from Afghanistan. And where he grew up, their, their um, basmati rice was about an inch and a half long. Can you imagine these long rice kernels? And they get all squiggly. And they just hold all this flavor. It has a great flavor in itself. So this one's got chicken, lots of Indian spices inside, and it's uh, cooked, and, and each rice will stay separate so it doesn't get mushy together. All right, we're going to eat that coming up right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Is the kitchen your favorite room in the house? Does a career doing what you love sound appetizing to you? Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology in West Palm Beach, has your recipe for success. In their campus restaurant, you can train to turn your passion for cooking into a delicious new career. Visit lincolnculinary.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. That's lincolnculinary.com. Visit them today. All right, welcome back here to What's Cooking Palm Beach. Chef David Pantone, Lincoln Culinary Institute, and uh, Kelly LaFasso, a student there. And uh, we have got in front of our faces, we're getting ready to feed our faces with chicken biryani. And uh, I'm sure if you're from India, I'm bashing it. The uh, the, the name, I'm, I'm destroying how you say it, but I'm doing my best here. Let me give it a try. Uh, this is a rice with, like, chicken and then chicken sausage in it. Uh, and I have a little head start. Wow. It's a little spicy today. It huh? is. Yeah, that's a, I didn't expect it to be spicy, but I mm. guess Indian food would be spicy. Um, you like it? I love it. Is this something that you, you think uh, you'd be interested in whipping up at home? I could eat this once a week for sure, maybe twice. Okay. So this, I love it. It's so full of flavor. As a chef, the more you, the more you do this, it, you get kind of addicted to it. You, plain, simple flavors are okay if they're perfect. 
but we also like to layer different flavors and different seasonings. You taste it in different parts of your palate at different times. Some is a right up front flavor. Some last a long time as an aftertaste. And this has just got everything. This is F-O-F, full of flavor. <laughs> All right. Well, we talk about uh, events going on. One of the places where you could probably get some spicy food uh, this weekend, actually right now, this started yesterday, the Delray Beach Garlic Festival. Garlic Festival is in, what, about its 16th year, I think? It's uh, become a staple in our community. Every year it gets bigger and bigger. There's booths where you can taste everything. There's culinary competitions. I mean, hardcore competitions. A lot of the best chefs in town, they want the bragging rights to be the garlic king of the year. Uh, one of my chef instructors is one of the lead judges on it, oh, too. Wow, okay. So we take it kind of seriously. So you bring it back some food? He you better bring me back some food. On- <laughs> <laughs> and you have some, uh, and this is downtown uh, Delray, where they do all their events along Atlantic Avenue and by Old School Square and whatnot. And, and uh, tell us about some of your uh, courses going on there at the school. Sure. On Saturdays, we have what we call the uh, recreational courses or the community courses. We've been doing this for a long, long time. They are for the food enthusiast, right? So there's no college credits attached to them. You come in, you spend about four hours in our professional kitchens with one of my amazing chef instructors uh, on a certain topic. You learn about it, you cook it, you eat it, you take some home. It's a fantastic day. So um, the class that's happening at this moment, that's halfway done, so it's a little too late for you to go, is is uh, craft beer and wine. I'm sorry, craft beer and food pairing. Hmm. So it's 1 o'clock now. It's a little bit too late for that class. It's almost over. We've got coming up next week, Romance Italian Style. Within uh, the next two weeks or so, Romance Italian Style. We've got uh, a Jamaican class on Jamaican cuisine, Jamaican Me Crazy. We've got Kitchen Boot Camp. So by boot camp, these are classes that aren't really about one ethnic food or technique uh, or, or, or style of food or cooking. They're about techniques. You'll learn how to make soups and stocks and sauces at this one. You'll learn how to uh, do the moist heat cooking methods. Maybe you'll learn knife skills. So they're really so you can become better in the kitchen. You'll still produce some recipes, eat some good food, and have a great time. But they're really for the skills. All right, and you want to find out more about that, you can uh, call 1-800-TOP-CHEF. 1-800-TOP-CHEF, or you have information right at uh, chefpantone.com, right? Sure, you can link. Uh, the school is linked from sure. my website. Sure, you can get it right there. And uh, really quick, we're running out of time. Uh, food in the news, McDonald's made some news recently. McDonald's was trending, and, uh, you know, on this show we want you to learn something. So if you're concerned or you care, whatever, we all found out, the whole world found out, that there's 17 ingredients in McDonald's French fries. Kelly, when you make French fries, about how many ingredients do you have in them? Potatoes, potatoes, oil. You sprinkle a little salt on it at the end there, maybe? That's about it. That's maybe about pepper. it. Maybe a little pepper. Ma- okay, salt you can pepper. do that. We Four. could get fancy schmancy here and have all kind of different, but McDonald's has 17 ingredients in there. So when you read it. And that's why they're so good. <laughs> I agree. They're pretty amazing. Taste I got that so part. <laughs> you just have to decide if you want to eat anti-foaming agents. Okay. If you want to eat these different things, God bless you. You're cool. Uh, but you should know. And I just thought it was cool that the whole world is finding out about this. Uh, and McDonald's actually made their own videotape. Right. They were, yeah, they were actually trying to show, like they've done with the McNuggets. And it's good. They're coming clean. The or they're just and, they're, yeah. uh, in transparency. That's beautiful. I'm really proud of how the fast food is going because they want people to know what's in there so people feel comfortable so they buy their food. I get it. That's all cool. All right. Uh, this is What's Cooking Palm Beach. I want to thank uh, our guest today, a student at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm, Kelly LaFosso. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. You can see her at uh, Cafe Protégé. And uh, what is coming up next week? One of my favorite subjects that keeps me excited and full of energy, and it's going to be called Ain't Nothing Like a Great Cup of Coffee. All right. We'll be waking up next Saturday here on WJNO. Thank you, Chef. My pleasure, Joel. You've been listening to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Tune in and find out what's cooking Saturdays from 1 till 2 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WJNO. If you have any questions or ideas on a topic, please email what's cooking at chefpantone.com. That's P A N T O N E.com. What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. 